0: This is Why Change, the podcast for a creative generation. We are your hosts. I'm Jeff. Hola, hola. Soy Carla. It's Rachel here. What's good, y'all? I'm Ashraf. And I'm Madeline. Why Change is a podcast that brings listeners around the globe to learn how artists, educators, and cultural practitioners can change the world one community at a time. We believe that young people are our world's greatest asset and recognize that we, as the adults who are dedicated to their creative development, have work to do so they can thrive. Listeners are invited each week to learn and laugh while envisioning new creative futures through the question, why change? All right, let's get started. The 2022 ABLE Assembly, Arts Better the Lives of Everyone virtual conference will take place on April 9th and 10th, 2022. This event is hosted by the Berkeley Institute for Arts Education and Special Needs, who brings together a community of practice from across the US and around the world to learn together about pedagogy, policy, and practice at the intersection of arts and special education? You're invited to expand your knowledge with two powerful keynote presentations, tons of pre recorded workshops, and connections with colleagues in both discussion and social gatherings. We will be there, collaborating with presenters from the arts and cultural, education and youth development, and special education and disability justice sectors. Together, we're going to work towards the realization of our shared vision of arts and cultural education for every young person. Please join us. Registration is open until April 6th. Learn more at www.berkeley.edu slash able. That's www.berklee.edu slash able. Welcome to the Why Change podcast, Jeff here, and I'm so excited to share with you a new format for our podcast episodes, one where we dive into a live event that was held just a few months ago to learn about the big ideas, inspired conversations, and challenges to our own practice that we can take moving forward into our worlds. I'm pleased to introduce you to my colleague, Jordan Campbell, Creative Generations Director of Research and Knowledge, who helped produce the 2021 ABLE Conversation with the Berkeley Institute for Arts Education and Special Needs. You'll hear from Jordan to capture his ideas on what we should all be doing now as we work towards that shared vision for arts education for every learner. Check it out. Hey, everybody. It's Jordan Campbell. I'm the Director of Research
1: and Knowledge at Creative Generation. And today I'm going to be talking about the insights from the 2021 ABLE Conversation. On Saturday, November 20th, the Berkeley Institute for Arts Education and Special Needs, along with Creative Generation, hosted the 2021 ABLE Conversation. The theme for this year's conversation was anti-ableism, representation, and accessibility in arts education. And the keynote speakers were Rebecca Coakley and Galen Lee. After the keynotes, participants also had the opportunity to engage in small group discussions on Zoom, uh, talking about the insights that they gleaned from the presentations. Now, both keynote speakers shared lots of anecdotes from their respective roles in work around disability justice, and some of the most illuminating moments were their calls to action. They challenged the audience to, quote, join the revolution of normalizing disability culture, in the words of Galen Lee. Our first speaker, Rebecca Coakley, is a program officer in the president's office at the Ford Foundation, developing disability rights program strategy, the first of its kind at the organization. And prior to joining Ford, Rebecca was the co founder and director of Disability Justice Initiative at the Center for American Progress, and previously served in the White House during the Obama administration. The second speaker was Galen Lee, who is a musician and disability rights advocate and speaker who also won NPR Music's Tiny Desk Contest in 2016. Since then, she's toured in 45 states and nine countries, captivating audiences around the world with her unique mix of haunting original songs and traditional fiddle tunes. Miss Lee is also the Vice President of Recording Artists and Music Professionals with Disabilities, or RAMPed. I really like that acronym. During the breakout sessions, participants discussed some notable takeaways from the keynotes. Biasin or the Berkeley Institute for Arts, Education, and Special Needs, collaborated with the team at Creative Generation to synthesize these ideas into a few big collections of reflection. And we are going to share those takeaways with you today. The first big takeaway for me was solidarity work. Um, In her talk, Rebecca Coakley discussed the language in the drafting and, and actually the intentionality in the careful crafting of the Americans with Disabilities Act, which takes into account the changing dynamics of what disability might mean in the future.
2: It's dynamic. It's not static. It doesn't stay in place.
1: Ms. Coakley, whose mother was influential in the passing of the ADA, reflects the views of those who helped write the legislation.
2: But how do we write a law that's got a definition that's that elastic, that allows it to expand and contract as needed?
1: Among the many useful insights offered, one of the more powerful moments in my mind was from Miss Coakley's talk um, when she gave a call to action for the disability community's allies.
2: You can be a voice promoting inclusion. You can bend the arc of justice into a ramp. So I guess what I'm saying is what I'm doing is inviting not just the one in five of you who is out as one of us, but the additional four out of five of you to join us and preserve these rights because the world is a more just place when your sister, your friend, Your neighbor and your mom are at the table. So it's on you to help ensure that their rights continue to be protected. I welcome you to the fight.
1: Several breakout groups discussed how the keynote speakers pushed for an expanded definition of disability and how non-disabled allies can actively contribute to that substantive change that they wish to see.
2: But we spent a lot of time talking about the work as solidarity work um, and and sort of the commitments that we make to our students that guide our practice as educators. This
1: is Jenna Gabriel speaking, who is on the Institute's advisory board.
2: And and acknowledging this idea that special training and special skills are important, um, but that when we've, we've really made a commitment to valuing our students and welcoming them into conversations of their accessibility, we just figure out how to do it. And we figure it out in collaboration with young people.
1: Another major theme was this idea of preparation, access, and opportunity. In her talk, the themes of preparation, access, and opportunity continually arose for Ms. Coakley. Um, In particular, how the confluence of the ADA and the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, or IDEA, as it's commonly known, work together best when all three mandates of the law, preparation, access, and opportunity, are met.
2: Back in 1990, when the ADA was passed, only 2% of people with disabilities went to college. Today, roughly 11% do. That is because for one of the first times in history, policies are somewhat working together. The Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, which governs your rights from K-12 public education, means that when you're 16, you get to be asked what you want to be when you grow up. 16. That might not sound like a big deal, but for young people with disabilities, this very question, this process of what they call transition planning, was revolutionary. But can't we all take a moment to agree that waiting to ask somebody what they want to be till they're 16 years old is a bit late? Children are drawing pictures in preschool about wanting to be scientists. We have take your child to work days and job shadowing, but for people with disabilities, we're still fighting the basic expectation that we can't achieve, that we can't succeed, and that we're unable to contribute. What good is it to graduate if you can't enter the place you wanna work? Imagine if you grew up wanting to go work for like Facebook or Twitter, and you show up for your interview after you, with your degree in hand and you literally cannot walk in the door or you walk in and you literally cannot understand a word coming out of their mouth because you don't have a sign language interpreter. Preparation falls short without access. The ADA takes that expectation and runs with it. It says not only do we believe that you can achieve, we know that you still need access to do so. It has said this for almost 29 years now and we've seen disabled people achieving great things in that time that would have seemed impossible before but there still are so many people facing ableism, autism, and structural barriers.
1: The interconnectedness of preparation, access, and opportunity bleeds into education as well, as she notes.
2: And I think so much of the conversation about the system specifically focuses on special education as a place. I think we talk about special ed as a place. It's the room over there. It's the outside trailer. It's where Mm -hmm. those kids go. Instead of acknowledging the fact that We know that roughly 60 percent of kids with disabilities spend 80 percent of their time in a general ed setting. And that special education is about rights. It's about access to civil rights and access to supports that students are entitled to by law as a result of their disability.
1: Now, during the post-keynote discussion, participants really resonated with this message.
2: So our group wanted to first uplift this framing of Um, Preparation, access, and opportunity.
1: This is Elizabeth Stahl.
2: And we found that very helpful in connecting the dots between those phases of work.
1: One of my personal favorite parts of the entire event was this, this idea of having joy in disability culture and the joy of disability culture. In between presenting a live performance of her deeply meaningful songs Ms. Lee shared a change in terminology and, more fundamentally, the way we view disability.
2: To, instead of embracing anti-ableism, embrace disability culture.
1: Several groups found this shift in thinking to be helpful in the reflection portion of the day, um, noting that they hoped to make disability culture, this kind of change in terminology, a part of their own individual work while also planning to advocate for a change in perspective at the institutional level. And lastly, and perhaps most importantly, there were calls to action. Upon reflection of Galen Lee's call for folks to join the revolution, one discussion point summed up perfectly the overall theme of the day.
2: How we can be the revolutionary on the inside of our organizations and harness our own, creati- our own creativity and that creative power to not overthink um, access solutions.
1: Elizabeth Stahl again.
2: And just think one step at a time. What decision can I make today that furthers accessibility and inclusion in our organization?
1: This participant's question for stakeholders in the field perfectly encapsulates the challenge ahead. And it reminds us that, you know, individual contributions really matter. Galen Lee shared a similar powerful anecdote about a music teacher who made those bold revolutionary accommodations for her as a young musician.
2: I learned the violin basically because the teacher was willing to think outside the box.
1: So may we all challenge ourselves to throw out our respective playbooks too. I'm Jordan Campbell. Thanks so much for joining me today.
0: I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Why Change, the podcast for a creative generation. If you would like to support this podcast aimed at amplifying the voices of creative changemakers around the world, please consider donating through the link located in the episode's show notes. These show notes contain all sources discussed in the episode. Be sure to follow, like, subscribe, and share the Why Change podcast to make sure you and your networks get episodes delivered directly to you and that you don't miss any stories of creative work happening around the world. If you haven't already, be sure to follow us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Also, we'd love to hear from you. You can write to us at infocreative generationorg We would love to hear your ideas, the topics you want to learn about, and why change matters to you. This episode was produced by Jordan Campbell. Executive editor is me, Jeff M. Poulin. Artwork by Bridget Woodbury. Our digital media producer is Daniel Stanley. This podcast theme music is by Distant Cousins. A special thanks to our contributors, co-hosts, and the team at Creative Generation for their support.